You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was, I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thanks for being with us with Jamie Lent, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Jamie, would you make my morning and say the name of my favorite Texas Southern baseball player? Ola Hyde, Ola Run, Timalayan. <laughs> still can't believe after all these years. Still stuck in my brain. No, I think that's uh, I think that's awesome. Ola Hyde, Ola Run, Timalayan. Yeah. yeah. Man, it was a rough day in right field for that too. <laughs> oh, I wonder whatever happened to him. He's probably it's some kind of a... Probably some sort of, um, I don't know investment banker making uh, I had banker in my head too I, I, making gazillions of dollars yeah, I, yeah. I had some high level banker in my head yeah. as well that's that that's uh, that's exactly right mm-hmm. uh, Jamie didn't you and and maybe it's him you and Geo have somebody that you prepared for and prepared for and prepared prepared for and they never played in that game I don't remember that I could have sworn there was a name that was like that yeah that you guys spent like hours trying to figure out how what it was it was you and Geo I think we spent, I don't know about hours, but we definitely spent a good amount of time trying to figure out that one. Yeah. We nailed it. Oh, we, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is there was stretches of struggling. Oh, there. I know. there was laughter. <laughs> there was laughter yeah. and crying. And <laughs> God, I was, I was going over to Brownfield for something and I was listening to that game and you guys had me laughing so hard. Um, it's the only time in my life I can remember being on air and not being able to like catch my breath because I was laughing <laughs> so, so hard. It was so incredibly unprofessional. And, um, man, it was hard. Well, he it was, was entertaining. The wind was really whipping that day, and mm-hmm. he, I think he was, if I remember correctly, he was a track athlete that they were trying to turn into a baseball player. And... They put him out there in right field, and it was a nightmare. I mean, it was the wrong day. I mean, the wind was whipping, and he just was on the struggle bus. I mean, he and just kept getting backed over and run over and all that. He'd come in, the ball would go over his head. He'd go back, and it'd drop in front of him. I mean, it was just a nightmare for the dude. And then the name was awesome, and and Mr. Giovanetti and I... <laughs> kind of kind of got the giggles you kind of got the giggles well you 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 gave uh i mean it was entertaining and that's yeah that's part of the goal of this whole thing i mean you want to be informative I, and be accurate and but give the kid credit he kept going back out there trying again yeah yeah no doubt i mean i, I would have hated for i mean if i'm being honest i would have hated for anybody from texas southern to be listening and <laughs> feel like we were making fun of him we weren't trying to it was just probably not the first time somebody's laughed when they said his name though no, and his name was really cool. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it was more the struggles in the outfield that were really making us laugh. Yeah, more than just the name. Yeah. All right. Somebody wants to know if I've ever been to Hawaii. I have not. Mm-hmm. 
I have not been to Hawaii. So there you go. All right. Got to get those Lady Raiders to play in a. That'd be nice, yeah. Female Maui invitation. I, I don't know. I think we. I think that'd be. That'd be. That'd be. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun we for them. Do that. They're gonna. I think their their mission is to go somewhere every Thanksgiving trip, which is, you know, every Thanksgiving, which is what a lot of teams like to do. Um, everybody, but not everybody can play out of town. Somebody's got to play. I guess you can have tournaments somewhere. They're going to go to Vegas this year mm-hmm. uh, for Thanksgiving. So that, that's good. That'll be fun for them. Yeah. All right. Can't, um, can't imagine a worse place to be for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you would say even even on even on your best day it's the worst place or even on your worst day it's the worst place right i mean it's it's not not your cup of tea what's the worst day to be in vegas i mean is that the like uh i gotta think christmas day is pretty depressing but who knows i'm sure there's probably uh, people gambling you know christmas morning i don't know maybe it's like the least busy then maybe it's maybe that's the best time you get to the be run there. of the tables you can... like if you're someone whose kids are out of the house mm-hmm. and you're not spending that particular day with your adult children you're like we love vegas it's probably a little bit more easy to to move around that day. I guess. I mean, I, I, that that that. Would I would think the same. first day of the NCAA tournament, which you've done before, I've would done, have like mm-hmm. so many people there that maybe that wouldn't. That to me would be the worst day. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. I think New Year's Eve would be. I think that'd be a lot of. I I think that would be a lot of fun to be there New Year's Eve. For what Jamie's talking about, though, I think yeah. the place would be packed. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that it that would be, be standing room right. only okay. in the streets. Yeah, so that would be the worst day then yeah. for me. For yeah. me, but not for Chuck. No, that I'll think of all the hands he could shake. Right. That'd be, that'd be outstanding. All right, uh, we've got uh, a lot of high school playoff games, uh, and I'm not going to go through the whole list. I'm going to hit some of the highlights. So if I don't mention your school, I'm sorry. I don't mean to slight you. Uh, La Mesa and Shallow Water will play tonight at Lubbock Cooper. That'll be at 7 o'clock. Uh, also this evening, the Lubbock Roosevelt Eagles will take on the Canadian Wildcats. That will be at uh, Happy Banks, Happy State Bank Stadium there in Canyon. Brownfield is in action tonight. They play Muleshoe. New Deal tonight will play in Demet against the Amarillo Highland Park Hornets. I didn't want to say Highland Park without Amarillo because people are like, why is Dallas going to do it? Because that'd be something I would say, right? Uh, would you say it just like that? I would. Okay, <laughs> good. Why is it? Um, Leveland um, is in the playoffs. They'll play Monaghan at the Mustang Bowl in Andrews. Remember, Lyle Leon is their head coach, former Red Raider uh, mm-hmm. receiver. Um, not pretty much... Sundown is in action tonight against Stratford, and Olton plays Farwell uh, tonight in uh, in Littlefield. So those are some of the games tonight. Tomorrow night, we'll have uh, Lubbock Cooper taking on El Paso Bel Air. So hopefully they don't mess up the field too much tonight. Uh, there's no rain expected, so it should be should be okay. That'll be a 5.30 broadcast, 6 o'clock kick. And then Friendship in action tomorrow at home against People's Bank, against uh, El Paso uh, El, El Paso Eastland. God, I wanted to say El Paso Plano, but there's no such thing. El Paso East Lake. Uh, that'll be at uh, five o'clock, and then the kick at five thirty. Okay, so that will be that tomorrow. Uh, the guys will be at uh, Twin Peaks today. Uh, Tech Talk. So we'll be uh, on the on the lookout uh, today for Aaron Dickens and Mike Gustafson. You can join them at three o'clock today 
at Twin Peaks. We get this nice note, Jamie. Congrats to Jamie on your daughter's signing with LCU. Really cool. That is really cool. Congratulations. Thank you. That's a family achievement and a daughter achievement too. So good for her. Good for her. So nice to see. Nice to see that. Um, is Haxton the guy to take the mankini to the beach? That's a question from Dan in Dallas. I, I don't think that we want to see that or even have that in our in our brain, do we? Any of us. I don't matter how good you think you look, uh, unless it's your significant other, she's probably the only one that thinks that you look good in a mankini. I don't. Uh, Hex is more of a hotel room guy. Okay. I don't think he's more of a beach guy. You don't think he'll see the beach? Oh, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Yeah. He's got to take pictures for social media. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he's more of a chill in the hotel room chill guy. In the hotel yeah, guy. he's not really a get out and go see all the sites guy. Okay. Let's be clear. This is Chuck commenting on what someone else is wearing when they're swimming at the beach. I, I'm just, I've just moved on well, you know, for to, fear of being blinded on a Thursday. To each his own, right? <laughs> to each his own. 623 this morning on the morning drive. You know, we, we don't talk uh, very much NBA, but kudos to the Nets for not hiring uh, the Boston coach, Ime Udoka, who was suspended because he had, let's just say, more than an affair with a former uh, Celtic employee. Uh, they were all but ready to sign him, and uh, you just kind of went, "What? What? Are you guys just tone deaf to everything with the whole Kyrie Irving stuff going on?" Mm -hmm. And so, good, good for the Nets to uh, to move on and do something different. They uh, they made their interim guy the uh, head coach. So good for them. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big Twelve football conference. Who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive Live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to uh, be with you from the First United Bank, Double T 97.3 studio. As uh, we'll take your thoughts, comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, go to Double T 97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open as well at 806 771 5973. I said I had a brain freeze there for a second. I was like, okay, 771 in front of that. Uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders in action tonight for basketball. They take on Texas Southern. We will have that for you at 6 o'clock on Double T 97.3. And then uh, also uh, the tip uh, at 7 on 100.7, the score after Red Raider football with Joey McGuire. Red Raiders are ranked 25th in the country and um, coming off of a win the other night over Northwestern State, 73-49. to 49. And uh, I'm sure that when they went back and looked at the film, there were some things that they want to do better, maybe, I don't, I don't know, play cleaner or 
execute the offense more. It's hard to be critical when you win a ball game 73 to 49, but I'm sure the coaching staff found some things where they could, you know, improve on. Yeah, I mean, those 20 turnovers jump out at you. Yeah. So that would be, in my guess, the first thing. And is that, you know, is that maybe just playing at game speed where you're playing for, you know, 40 minutes for the first time in quite some time, probably, or, you know, unfamiliarity with guys on the court. I would go more, I would lean more towards that. Yeah, maybe trying to do too much sometimes. Probably a little of all the above, but I think Mm -hmm. I would lean towards the fact that there are, you know, so many newcomers to Mm -hmm. this team. So it takes a little bit of time to figure out exactly how everybody plays and what their style is Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, and first game jitters, just the excitement of being sure. a little extra amped up. They brought out the fire. I mean, you're talking, you're talking to a bunch of freshmen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they brought out the fire for the pregame intros. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they're doing, Jamie, you know that that tunnel that they built. I love the fire, man. I do too. You know that tunnel that they built for the the escape route for Chris the opponents Beard. for both sides, right? For Chris Beard, right. Well, they're using that now. Uh, they've kind of lit it up, and they're using that. The players exit from, or enter the arena from that deal when they're being introduced. They come oh. running out of that tunnel. That's fun. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is fun. It was, and have some little special lighting over there for yeah, it, and then they cool. kind of run through there. And, and uh, Rick Gilbert, you know, does his, you know, big voice, you know, guy kind of stuff. You know, Elijah Fisher! <laughs> That's pretty good, wasn't it? It was very good. Very you know? good. Mm-hmm. Kevin O'Banner. <clears throat> I am not angling. The starters for that team. come come out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, starters come out of there. Good job, Tech. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they did that for the. Uh, I was at practice on Sunday for the for the ladies, and and they're like, okay, so we're doing something a little bit different for uh, starting lineups. We're gonna kind of just run through this real quick, and we're gonna come out of this you know, tunnel over here. And okay. so, and then for the did men's... you and Fink get to run out? No, 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 <laughs> we did not get to run. Then we don't run out and put on our headphones. No, <laughs> they, they, no. And, and your radio broadcast <laughs> for tonight? Well, that would that be cool though? <laughs> that be that be that be cool? It would be cool <laughs> for you guys. That would be awesome. Fink and I come running out of the tunnel like two old men, you know. Yeah. Chris Level would have this look on his face of embarrassment. He'd be like, why, why am I having to do this? <laughs> How about Hacks? Would Hacks enjoy something like that? I think he'd be more open to yeah. to to it than Level. Pink and I would. We'd, we'd play yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. There's no Pink. doubt about it. Level and I would be the same thing. We'd be like, oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but if they, if they did like a, a nod to you guys at, uh, at Rip Griffin Park, and behind the mic, and you have to, you do a little tip of the hat, kind of lean out of the window there, and kind of just kind of do a little acknowledgement. Yeah, I don't usually have a hat on. But <laughs> okay, okay. You could just do a little. How about more, I do a tip of the hacks? Tip of the hacks, yeah. You could just kind of do a kind of yeah. give them a kind of deal, you know. That'd be great to see you and Fang run out. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, wearing headbands. <laughs> no, no, no headbands. <laughs> no, no headbands. No, no headbands. No, 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 nothing like that. No, I think in this situation, headbands would be required. So. Headbands would be required. Mm-hmm. Wrist guards optional. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, but you have to have the headband. Could it be red, white, and blue? Sure. <laughs> Although it would be better if it was <clears throat> red and black. No, I understand that. But yeah. I was just thinking about the, you know, the old ABA guys, you know, the big wristbands and stuff like that, the headbands. There's one tennis tournament every year that I wear headband. It's 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 the Davis Cup that was just last weekend. Uh-huh. 
And so I wear the, the headband of the color of the country that I'm playing for. Oh, nice. And so, you know, last year it was it was Italy, so it was red, white, and green and striped. Like you're talking about the red, white, and mm-hmm. blue. This year I was Team Canada. So mm. it was just red and white. How did you do with Team Canada? Team Canada did not um, win the championship. Did you win the championship? Uh, my partner and I did. The and doubles? Our, and our draw. Why yeah. are we just now hearing about this? Because that's you. Because you weren't not, listening to the bottom line on Monday. It's not important. Well, <laughs> did you announce it on the bottom line? I did it not. It was brought up on the bottom no, line. I did brought not. up on the bottom line. Yeah. Well, congratulations. You get a nice trophy for that? We did get a nice trophy. Can you bring it in and show it off to the <laughs> class for us? Nobody wants to see it. No, that. we do want to see it. We do want to see it. We got rid of the cactus. We yeah. want to see the trophy. So um, I've now been nicknamed Captain Headband. Because oh. I, I wear the headband for the Davis Cup. They call you Cap. <laughs> <laughs> I I told my wife yeah. yesterday. I said, you know, because she uh, I said something about oh somebody sent somebody sent me a text or something about about your daughter uh, signing with LCU and I said yeah I knew about that I said but I said I got to tell you I said Jamie Jamie could win whatever I said and we'd never we'd never know about that's just that's just Jamie. And here you here you won a tennis tournament over the weekend. I sit next to you three hours a day, five days a week. Just I just don't think people are that interested in no, my life. I think they. I think, I think <laughs> I'm a pretty boring guy. Well, you, you you play to that. There's no doubt. But I mean, I think you lead some exciting things uh, off the table for us that we that the, me and the other kids would like to know. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you would have liked to have known the results from the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's I think that's cool, and uh, I think it's I cool be, about your daughter as well. I should should be in here drinking Mountain Dew out of my because it's like a cup trophy, like oh, has a cup on top. Yeah, and, yeah, right. Should be drinking Mountain Dew out of all it. Share out of it, right? You know, <laughs> a little tennis communion, you know, here on the morning drive. Unfor- right. Unfortunately, it did not go well for Team Canada. Yeah, but I don't even know which country won, but it doesn't did. matter. You guys won the doubles championship. Our part. Uh, the B doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You, yeah. You're doubles champions. Something like that. With doubles champion Jamie Lynn, I'm Chuck Hines. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Okay, we'll get to uh, Tech Football and Joey McGuire next here this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety-seven three. Your morning blend of sports. K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their thirty-seven thirty-four overtime win over number twenty-two. Texas and humor. Sure to tell them that you you suggested that, <laughs> and of course they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live weekdays from six to nine on Double T ninety seven three FM or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. We're up early, helping you get there too. The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. 7.15 this morning here on the Morning Drive. You're playing your song. Is that my song? <laughs> oh, Canada. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Tennis Canadian champion, Jamie Lint. <laughs> Jeff McGuire and I are humbled to be in your stead, sir. You know, it's for charity, and you're allowed to gamble. Uh, okay. You bet on your team or mm-hmm. anybody. You can bet on any team. Okay. And so I was really hoping to win some money off of my team. But, you know, we were in it till the last day. No. Oh, didn't happen. That's too bad. But 
Again, it all goes to charity, so that's good. That's so good. now that you're the defending doubles <laughs> champion, do you get to pick I, Croatia next year? See, that would seem fair that I would get yeah, to play for Team get Croatia. Team Croatia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, Red Raider football, Saturday. Uh, they take on the University of Kansas. We'll have it for you at um, 6 o'clock with the kick. Our coverage begins with uh, Optimum Game Day, Game Day Live presented by United Supermarkets at 7 a.m. from the Fraser Alumni Pavilion just uh, outside the southwest corner. Just a note to uh, Garrett Luft and Andres Flores, it's going to be chilly willy. <laughs> take, some, take some hot chocolate, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Um, Space heater, yeah, campfire, what, whatever. Yeah, don't burn the stage. Though. All, 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 all those things, and they'll uh, they'll be on from seven to nine with Saturday morning quarterback, and uh, get you up to speed on the on all the high school playoff stuff that takes place. And we'll be talking uh, Texas Tech and uh, and KU as uh, the Red Raiders look for their fifth win of the season, and uh, Kansas looks for their seventh win of the season. They come in with a mark of six and three, coming off a win over number eighteen Oklahoma State. 37 to 16. Red Raiders lost last week to number seven, TCU 34 24. You looked like you had something really important to say. Mm-hmm. No, a comment. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, the, thing, the thing I think that, um, that they're curious about is uh, the status of Jalen Daniels, their quarterback, who has been out for several weeks with a grade three separation of his right shoulder. That's kind of important because that's the one he throws with. Mm-hmm. So, but the guy that they had in there last week uh, proved to be pretty good for them. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, I guess pick your poison to a degree. Maybe if uh, if KU had their their choice, they'd say, we'd rather have Jalen Daniels than Jason Bean, although Jason Bean looked pretty good against TC, against uh, Oklahoma State. So Bean was the starter last you know, year, last year mm-hmm. and really had trouble with turnovers. Uh, showed good athleticism and all that good stuff, but turned the ball over too much. Mm-hmm. And so this year, Daniels is a starter, and as they're going on their great start that they're on, Daniels is just killing it. He looks fantastic. And then he gets hurt in the TCU game, and at that point they were, what, 5-0, and right? That's correct. So yeah. they, he gets mm-hmm. hurt in the TCU game, and Bean comes in, who is a transfer from North Texas, I believe, right? Uh, I'm going to take your word for it. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure he is. And um, just killed it. He was great in that game. And I think he's been really good this year, too. Even in their even in their losses, he looks he's looked pretty good to me. Uh, so I did feel like during the season that Daniels was an upgrade over him. But then he's played much better this year than he played last year. So all, all to say, I have a lot of respect for both of their quarterbacks. They, I think they're both capable of... <clears throat> of winning Big 12 games, including one here in Lubbock. So uh, I don't know that one is going to be that much easier than the other. I think we're, um, I think where Daniels maybe hurts you more potentially or hurts opponents more is with his legs uh, because he's been he's been really really good. He's uh, rushed 53 times uh, for a net of 341 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, Jason Bean has rushed 34 times for a net of 212. He has three rushing touchdowns. Uh, obviously, they're both. I think it's six and one half does the other. I think both can hurt you yeah. with your legs. And and Daniels has been um, a little more accurate, um, not much, but a little bit more uh, passing-wise. 78 of 117, one interception. 
11 touchdowns. Bean has been 68-103, three interceptions. He also has thrown for 11 touchdowns and 986 yards. So your point is made right there. You know, there's, it's, it, They're both good. Yeah. They're both good. And that's, that speaks to what the coaching staff has done, progressing him from last year mm-hmm. to this year. Yeah. And give him some credit. He didn't win the starting job, right? But Stayed there. Stay, I mean, and, and stayed focused and mm-hmm. kept working hard and... And now he got his opportunity, and he was really good. It would be, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not in that program enough or paying attention to that program enough, but I almost feel like it would be hard for them to make the change because he's playing so well. Kind of make that case, right? If you're kind of looking at it from the outside in, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, well, this guy is, you know, kind of been up to the task. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, it, uh, can you lose your job due to injury? Um, it feels like you can in this situation if the hot hand is playing well out there for you. You stick with the hot hand. Yeah, and see the the thing. I think the thing for them was they lost at Oklahoma by ten, and then lost uh, at Baylor thirty five to twenty three. So I think there were some question marks, you know, at quarterback. You know, going, Maybe hey, so. when when can Daniels be back in because you felt like you were on a roll with him mm-hmm. when in when in the first five. Although the first five, I mean, you didn't play anywhere near the capable uh, the opponent that you did the last three. Yeah, that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, you know, uh, when you when you think about Iowa State, Duke, and Houston, and West Virginia, I'm sorry, but that just just does not compare to TCU, Oklahoma, and Baylor. And you won the Iowa State Oklahoma game, State, yeah. scoring how many points? Fourteen. 14. And that was with Daniels at quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so right. it's not as if his offense was lighting it up. Then again, that's the best defense in the Big 12 conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so here's uh, Coach Joey McGuire on the KU offense. You know, they play two quarterbacks. We're not really sure who we're going to get uh, between the two, uh, but both of them, you know, create plays with their feet. They do a great job, uh, you know, whenever they, they don't run them as, probably as much as uh, – maybe like true uh, triple option, but they do run them enough to where they're a threat. Bean had a huge uh, touchdown against Oklahoma State last week. He's got great speed. You know, I know him from high school. He's from uh, Mansfield Lake Ridge and, you know, was ran in the tra- in track. I mean, he's got legit uh, track speed. Um, it's really good. They're running back, you know, total yardage, had 338 yards against Oklahoma State's really good football player, um, you know, in, in the open field can make you miss. Uh, but that's kind of like this conference, man. We're playing great running backs every week. We just got through playing one. Yeah, Devin Neal, I mean, he he was uh, really good uh, last week uh, for KU against, uh, against Oklahoma State. And, uh, you know, we're talking about – but you have to also remember, we're talking about a program last year that ended like a Big 12 – road losing streak that go went back for years when they finally beat Texas, you know, on that two point conversion. So I mean the turnaround that they've had from not only this year to last year, but from even two or three years ago, when it was just a complete mess with Les Miles and others. Man, it was. I mean <clears throat> so it's, he's done an, an amazing job. You know, just to just to get that thing um turned around. So uh, we shall see. So we'll get uh, some more comments uh, from uh, from the coaches uh, with regard to KU. They're the receiver that you kind of have to watch out for. His name is Luke Grimm. Doesn't lead the team in receiving yards or touchdowns, but um, leads the team in receptions with 33. So 
he can get the ball and probably get them some first downs. Just in kind of looking at some stats for them, they give up they give up more first downs rushing wise, and they give up more first downs passing wise, and they give up more first downs penalty wise to their opponents. Their opponents have like 220 first downs. So you feel like you should be able to move the ball against this yeah, defense. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, plain and simple, it's not a great defense. Yeah. It's it's a very good offense, but and makes them fun to watch. But I'm sure your guy Lance is uh, trying to improve on the uh, the defense in upcoming years because he's improved, improved the talent level mm-hmm. all over the place. They play hard, all that. I mean, mad props to him. He's done a great job, really great job. They got to get better on defense. But the other thing you kind of wonder about is, okay, so this is the first time since 08 they've become bowl eligible. So, you know, how hungry are they still? How did they get a little fat and happy by beating Oklahoma State? You could believe that that would yeah. that would happen. Let's, yeah. let's hope that plays into the Red Raiders' favor. You know, and yeah. uh, you got a Texas Tech team that's still looking to get bowl eligible and knows how big a game this is. So we'll see. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. All right, you have a uh, question for me, I do, Chuck Hines. I do have a question for you. You are waiting for this Chuck question, are you not? Well, we we do this every day. You know, we're we're here Monday through Friday. Yeah, but it's always Jamie asking. It's never me. Jamie asking. These are generally sports-related questions. Yeah. Oh, we got to go sports. You, you, <laughs> no, I'm just generally. Kidding. No, I, I do actually have a question. question. You've been dying to ask. Okay. okay, well, go ahead and uh, do the thing here. We hit. You hit it. You're ready. Oh, we to go. did this. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chuck Hines. Yeah. Um, Texas Tech not bowl eligible. Kansas bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. If Texas Tech does not win this weekend against Kansas State, uh, Kansas, would you consider this season a failure? Well, I picked Tech to finish five and seven at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> failure? No, I'm not going to say it's a failure because I think you've, I think you've made a lot of progress. I think. Not having a healthy quarterback has really stymied you. Um, I said yesterday that I felt like that you were going to beat TCU if you'd had Baron Morton for the entire game. I don't think so. Okay, that's just my that's just my opinion. Um, I think that um, you know you know you, you you make a field goal against K State, you just haven't been able to finish. So no, I'm not going to say it's a failure season because I think you look back at a year ago where we were. We weren't bowl eligible this time a year ago. You're two days into the Joey McGuire regime. Um, I think you've you've brought excitement back to Jones Stadium. I think people are are pumped up still for football. I think there have been some things that have obviously transpired with the the fourth downs and stuff like that, and the injured quarterbacks and some disappointments. I mean, I, I had measured expectations going into this year because I didn't feel like that he had all the players in place yet that he wanted to be able to build his program. I, so, I agree with that. So I'm not going to say it's a failure season. Okay. I, I wouldn't either. I would not think it was a failure season either. Although, uh, as as I'm finding out, I think I was the most optimistic of any um, Raymar personality in this entire building uh, and compound. 
Because I think everyone was six and six or five and seven except for me. I don't think I was the only one at seven and five. Yeah. And you know, I'm, there's a chance to still get there. I mean, it would take you know some things happening that didn't happen the way they did before. Mm-hmm. But um, Jeff, what do you think? Yes. Yes, it's a failure season. And while I was five and seven at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. the way you played at the beginning of the year, the way you've played against top twenty-five teams this year in consecutive weeks after week after week. The win over Texas, which is one I was not expecting in any way, shape, or form. Yes, if this team doesn't go bowling, it is a mass disappointment. I don't, no, they no, have no, no, raised. No, 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 no. The question wasn't if they go don't go bowling. The question was if you don't beat Kansas, is this season a failure? I don't think if you don't. I think if you don't beat Kansas, you don't go bowling. I disagree with that. So you think you can beat both Iowa State in Ames on the road and Oklahoma in your final week? Yeah, is uh, Iowa State going to jump into their Superman costume all of a sudden? You haven't won on the road yet. Okay, they've only won one time in Big 12 play. I get that. I'm not saying that it's going to be a fun game to watch. That's going to be like a a 12-9 game. I'll be real curious how anxious Oklahoma is to play a football game. I mean, they're... They, they potentially could get bowl eligible this week. I mean, if they lose to West Virginia, how oh far, my goodness. How far has OU fallen when we're talking about them getting bowl eligible in oh, November? No, no question. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a huge fall for them. Huge. You know, and... and welcome to our world, Sooner boys. Welcome, yeah. to, welcome to what we've been dealing with for the last 12 years. Maybe you guys get... Maybe they're getting ready to go into a, a Howard Schnellenberger, uh, John Blake era again. You know, back, remember back when, when Gary Gibbs wasn't good enough for those guys when right. they did their own when they did their own Nebraska. Let's go fire Frank Solich. You know, we're gonna go Gary fire Gibbs a guy wasn't that goes exactly lighting it up. But, uh, but he was going, he was going seven and four, eight and three every year. But, but they wanted to go nine and nine and nine and two, eleven and zero. The John Blake experiment was oh, that was bad. Was bad. <laughs> was was bad. That was Kevin Prince right there. You know, uh, so Oklahoma and West Virginia play this week. They play at eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Virginia's three and six. Is that in, in, at West Virginia? Yeah, it's in Morgantown. <laughs> and and o- Oklahoma's five and four. So how close to bowl eligibility is West Virginia? They're three and six. They yeah. would have to. They got to win out. Win out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they have to win out. I mean, right now you got a bunch of six and three teams: Kansas six and three, I, I Oklahoma said, State six and three, Baylor, K State six and three. I Texas, say this on our our show. Uh, I say I say this on on the bottom line every day, and and people get all mad at me. And it said the Big Twelve is just a big steaming pile of average. I know you got one team that's I don't that's look, nine I don't and look at it as average. Uh, I, I, I look at it as I look at it as there's uh, parity, um, and I think there's been some leveling out. I think you've had you've had some teams rise up and have some teams that have come back to the pack a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't I don't look at this as a steaming pile of average. I'd rather be this. Nah, I, have, I don't have, care how you say it. You can inflect however you want. It's a steaming pile of average. Well, I, look, I, I, I'd rather be this, where you have competitive games every week, than have a couple of teams at the very top and then have a whole bunch of stinking nothing. That's what I'd rather have. You mean like the Big Ten? And and the SEC. <laughs> you see, that's where you're wrong, my friend. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not watching it every I, week hey, like and you, if you are. If you think just, you're wrong, I, I'd say turn on your, turn on your TV on New Year's Day, which I know you will, and you watch the eight teams playing in, in New Year's Day games. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, again, 
again, I would rather be in this boat than than be in the boat where you have unless you're the unless you're at the very top. And if you're at the very top, then to hell with the rest of the people. Okay. Mm. But in this particular case, I feel like that. These Big 12 games have been more enjoyable this year, have been more competitive this year as a whole than what we have seen in recent years. So, it, it, look, given how Kansas has played this year, they got up to a 5-0 and start, mm-hmm. then they lost three in a row, mm-hmm. then they then they plummeled Oklahoma State last year, last, last week. week. You know, so they're, so they're 6-3. and three. Yeah. So if you'd have said at the start of the year, yeah, everybody's saying Kansas, free space on bingo. But we didn't know. We didn't know exactly what they had. No. We sure so, didn't. So we I'm didn't not know that Kansas would be good. Season if you if you lose to KU, neither will I. But Jeff will. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, me I mean, too. nobody knew at the beginning of this year that Kansas was going to figure out a way to put it together for the beginning of this season. Nobody knew that uh, that Oklahoma State was going to be a bucket of terrible. And and no one knew well, that they, uh, they had they had an injured quarterback last week. You know, and Spencer uh, Sanders. No, I'm talking about Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma, yeah. yeah. Sooner, boomer sooner. Remember, well, you said Oklahoma they State. brought in no Milton, and he was going to be the savior. Remember, oh, he's so Central Florida success story. We're going to bring him here; it'd be great. Yeah, to be swirling the drain. All right, seven thirty-nine this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll get to some of them. Boom, boom, boom is next. Oh, we get this. Uh, Sneed came in ruffling feathers today. Hmm. Somebody thinks they're going to have me unraveled by nine, that you're going to have me unraveled by nine. Ha! Hmm. Average Chris touting the SEC company line. Yeah, there's some truth to that. <laughs> 740 this morning. I love Sports Station. Double T 97.3. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just, <laughs> as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thanks for being with us with Jamie Lint out, Chris Need in, Jeff McGuire here. I'm Chuck Hines, present and counted for. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT97.3.com for that or the mobile app. It's presented by, the mobile app is, Happy State Bank. Uh, this, good morning, fellows. Red Raider Charlie here. Chris, recite the time you and your team were planning your getaway to the van when the Aggies kicked that winning field goal to beat Alabama and the kids rushed the field. Chuck and <laughs> Jeff and Chuck, Chris can fly now. Yeah. Uh, this. Uh, I also flattened a kid on the way out. Yeah, I don't know that you should brag about that. Uh, I think you, you know did, what? You here's did, here's you the deal. That, you that, did kid that, was, that kid was on our field. I know, but you did that intentionally. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't do that intentionally. You know, I did that as like self-preservation. When you, say, when, you, when you brag like that and say, I flooded that kid. Well, oh, you gosh. Know, that's, 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 not, that's not very big of you. Really, I mean, mm, really. Okay. Right? right? Oh, you wrong? know what? Last time, I, last time I didn't do it, a kid flattened me. You can run around him. Really? <laughs> really? Gave, okay. Okay. There's eighty thousand people running onto a field. Just run around him. Eighty thousand. Did you see that field? Which which time? 
At A&M when they beat Alabama. Uh, I don't think I saw it, no. You're the one guy that didn't see that. I think I, I don't think I saw that. Okay. There may not have been 80. There was definitely 70. Yeah. <laughs> there, everybody in that stadium was on that field. Uh, let's see here. Chuck. Yeah, and I'm going to continue to, to talk about flattening that kid. Well, that, I mean, I just that, think, kid that kid would have flattened me if he had a chance. I, I know, but I mean. You're trying to be your attorney here, really. Okay. Quite All right. Well, you know, that kid hasn't sued me yet. And and you know what? Here's the deal. You know what? You want to be like that like that loser tech kid that that shoved a guy because that's what you, that's what happens on that field. Yeah, is that someone you don't see comes up there who's who's where they're not supposed to be, mm-hmm. runs up there, shoves a guy, and then runs off the field like a okay. coward. I, okay, I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying. At least I took credit for flattening the kid. When you when you say it like that, though, it means it's it it it, it makes it sound like you sought him out and flattened him. Here's what happened. I was walking, I was running to the fan, and I was running on my path. He got in my path. I, I get that. I mean, that, that's fair to say, but when you say you flattened that kid, it makes it sound like you sought him out to flatten him. Okay. All right. That's what makes it, I mean, just, just being that's just not, being true. That's not what I did. That's not what I did. I know, but I mean, that's, I what, it, that's what it sounds like, though. Okay. Am I, am I wrong? No. Yeah. Yeah, you are wrong. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, you are wrong. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> we'll have Red Raider basketball on the radio tonight on Double T 97.3 and 100.7 The Score. Coverage here on Double T 97.3 gets underway at 6. La Tech. Uh, playing Texas, Texas Southern. Southern. La yeah. Tech is Monday. La Tech's Monday. And then they go to Hawaii. Yeah. You were, you had me all kind of confused I'm sorry. this morning, I'm sorry. too. I'm sorry. I, I was like, wait a second. Uh, let's see. At a boy, Sneeder truck that blank. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I, I can't. I'm I'm afraid of getting sued now Come by on. the Come law on. firm of Chuck and Hines over here. <laughs> Come on, Chuck. I'd lay every last one out. They aren't supposed to be threatening other safety. I'm just saying, given today's social media world. Well, guess what? Get off the field. Okay. All right. We'll stay off your field. That's not my field. No, the field. Made, I said the field. It kind of sounded like this is your field. Okay. All right. Are we going to go down that road now? <laughs> no, no, this no. This like your field. No. I, no, I it wasn't my field. I don't have time to go down that road right yeah. now. I want I want uh, to hear from uh, Coach McGuire on a couple things, and then maybe Coach Kitley and DeRuder as well. Uh, for uh, Texas Tech, they play Kansas on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Six o'clock kick at uh, Jones Stadium. And we'll have it with uh, Optimum Game Day Live coverage beginning at 7 a.m., and then uh, take you inside the stadium with the Red Raider tailgate show at 5 and then the kick at 6. Here is uh, Coach Joey McGuire talking about how big this KU turnaround is right now. Well, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. I, I don't want to go as far yet, but I think you could compare what Bill Snyder, now that Bill Snyder, what he did, it's hard to compare because he did it for such a long period of time, which I believe Lance can definitely do. But if you look at See, I had so many play. I've had a bunch of players. Like, I had three players on that 2008 Orange Bowl team. And so, and I know Coach Mangino really well. And so, I saw what he did. And then I saw three coaches after that, four coaches after that, not be able to do what Lance has done. And so, um, if, you know, five years from now, we might say this is either the first or second biggest turnaround in college football. Um, I definitely probably say the second. I don't know how you can say K-State's not the first. I, there might be another school. Don, you've done this for a long time. You and I probably have the greatest hair. I don't, I don't know. Like, really, I don't know besides K-State 
if that's if there's a bigger turnaround. But this is pretty huge because we've all seen, you know, everybody in here has seen what Kansas has been and what what now he has done, and he's done it in two years. I would say. I don't even want to say tap the brakes on that. I would say slam on the brakes on that. Um, I think it's way, 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 way too soon to compare KU's small turnaround this year to mm-hmm. what Bill Snyder did. I mean, first of all, K-State was in far worse shape than KU when Lance Leipold, Leipold however the hell you say his name, took over, um, when Bill Snyder took over. I mean, they were they were on the verge of shutting the program down. That was before the big money of of television, yeah. and they were they were literally going, "Why are we still playing football when we're losing our ever living tail, and we're getting the bejesus kicked out of us?" And they were they were truly the toilet of the college football industry. And Kansas wasn't well. Kansas State was right on the street. No, I'm I mean, just saying. I, mean, I, mean, I know I know what you're getting at. Though. I mean, I'm just I'm paying K State a compliment by saying. There's no way you can compare the small turnaround to what Bill Snyder did at K State. There's just no you know, way. You know the the, the funny thing. No, there's just no way. Weren't you pointing this out? Somebody pointed this out on this air. All this success that Kansas State has had, and they still are in like the bottom two all-time college football records. Someone look that up. It's it's like it's like fascinating that they've had all this success mm-hmm. and they're still like near the bottom of of all-time winning records. All-time records for for college football. Okay, I didn't I didn't know that it wasn't me that brought that up. But uh, somebody on this air brought it up, okay. and I was like, "That's fascinating." That's a, that sounds like Dickens, to be honest, because yeah. he's he's really good at researching that kind of stuff. I wish I could say I'd, um, yeah, yeah. I'll just say this: I think what they've done is good. Um, I think you know they they we've I've seen this with KU before, where they'll they they'll win six games or seven games, and then they'll go right back down. So, and I've said this for a long time that. Um, you know, when, when KU fired Mangino and, and Tech fired Leach and Tommy Tuberville rented a plane to go to Lawrence to uh, to talk to them about that job before this job came open here, he'd have been a far better fit up there than here. And they would have been they would have been thrilled with six and six, seven and five, you know, five and seven, you know, mm. every once in a while an eight and four, you know, get to a bowl game. That that would have been, I think, a perfect fit based on what I know after the fact and in kind of how it's gone up there and how it went down here. So anyway, that's they're in the bottom 15 still K state. Yeah. They're a hundred. Is that right? Yeah. hundred and yeah, bottom 17 or 18. They're 112th out of 131. So anyway, that that's, that's just, that's just my, my, my take on that is that it's not anywhere near to the, the K state turnaround yet. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's nice of him to say that, but it's, I, you know, I think he's paying as an opponent a compliment, but I don't, and, and a guy that he knows, a coach that he knows, but I just can't. By the way, Texas Tech's 60th all-time. In victories? Yeah. Wow. Smack dab in the middle. Smack dab in the middle. Well, you'd rather be that than 15 from the bottom. Where's KU on that list? Uh, let's see. Uh, My guess is going to be 100 and something. 107. Okay. Okay. Ten spots ahead of K State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Our UTEP Miners, 126th. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.